This is my comeback story. This is my comeback story. This is Trey Lewis with Good Landing Recovery, and you're listening to The Comeback. We're back, and we are talking about the power of a transformed life. That's what I love about the gospel. That's what I love to see. You know, it, it seems like that so often what gets our attention are the overdoses and the fires and all of the the bad stuff that comes along with drug addiction. And and I get that, you know, and that that needs real attention and that's what's shocking. But sometimes we just forget to celebrate what God is doing. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about the comeback. It's about a, a comeback story. It's about Jesus, who's the author of the greatest comeback story that has ever been told. And because he authored that story, that we're able to have our personal comeback stories from addiction to redemption. Um, it is also our most powerful weapon to be able to overcome the devil. It talks about it in Revelation 12, and they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives even unto the death. And so we realize that our testimony, when everything else is just going crazy in our lives, that we can come back to this testimony and to say, man, I know that I was once dead in my sins. I was once addicted, but God, but God, but by God's grace, by his mercy, by the blood of Jesus Christ, that we're able to know a new day. And my friend Clay Patch here, I know has an incredible story. I've gotten to know him. He is a part of the Good Landing recovery team and an instrumental part in providing leadership. And, you know, I think you just got this incredible ability to be able to to help people no matter what walk of life that they're in or they come from, you know, whether it's the 18-year-old that's just, you know, away from home for the very first time or it's the high-level executive that you can kind of transcend any of those boundaries and to be able to help people. And it's a gift, man. So if you would, would you share your story with us? Yeah, absolutely, Trey. Absolutely. Some of the the, the key transformation points in my recovery, some really bad stuff had to happen, you know, and, and that doesn't have to happen for everybody. You know, like I'm from Polk County in Sarasota, Florida. I was a business owner from 2013 to 2016, a really established, really thriving business. And I didn't know what to do with the addiction that was consuming my life. Like everything that that took place, like the wife, or not the wife, but the the girlfriend, the the family, being a provider, like I was spread really thin, and and I didn't know what to do. Like I was reaching out for all these other resources, but it wasn't filling that void that my addiction was, my drug of choice. And it came to a point, a couple, you know, stints of losing everything, like building it up, tearing it down, building it up, tearing it down. Um, to really bring me to my knees. And even at that, I didn't know where to go. Like I still was searching for every quick fix I could before I came to the conclusion that I needed help. And I had to let people in to help me. Like it never changed. Everything I did, it was constantly driven by Mike. Like there was no relationship with Jesus. There was no, um, there was no, no structure, no um, relationship. So I had one of those but God moments, and I decided to let people in, and that people in recovery knew better than what Michael knew, because I didn't know how to walk it out. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. 
Yeah. What was your drug of choice? Uh, it was opiates, heroin. Okay. You don't look like a heroin addict. No, no, not at all. And I get that a lot. Like when people see me, the the first thing, I mean, that's probably the last thing they would think when yeah. when they see my. Y'all could see him right now. Three button. Collared shirt with an alligator on it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I just, so what was life, you know, so you're a business owner, you know, did well, knew some success. I mean, what was, I mean, coming up, I mean, was there any kind of like major contributors or any trauma or anything like that, 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 that really, you know, you felt like was a, a driving force? It was probably the relationship, you know, with my significant other, Rachel, once she had known or like once she's seen that that I was falling off and that I couldn't hide it anymore, mm-hmm. um, that's where everything that's where everything changed. Okay. And when I lost that support, like when she was like, Mike, you gotta do something or you're out of here and still even that, like, I still ended up losing that. Wow. Yeah, that's hard stuff, man. And so you're you're coming out of that, you know, I'm assuming you you kind of run the business into the ground. I mean, everything, the wheels come off of everything. Mm-hmm. And so then then what happens? So after that took place, um, I ended up going to jail, right? Went to jail for a little over a year. And in that time, man, I really connected with God. Not mm-hmm. like a jailhouse religion type of thing, yeah. but like a real relationship with Jesus. Right. And I'm, I made it a point to change everything. The people I hung out with, the lingo I used, the the perspective I had on what my life should look like in Jesus' eyes, right? Right. Like helping other people um, and being consistent. Like I hated the fact when people would tell me, like, you got so much potential, Mike, but you're so inconsistent, you know? Right. So um, that was another driving force. Like I am consistent today. Yeah. You know? That's so, good, man. That's really good. And so, so you get out, you get out of jail, you know, you're serious about, okay, I'm changing. And I love that. I'm glad that you're, you know, you even hit on that because that's a big thing that people have to understand. I mean, I'm like total transformation and immersion into a new life. Like I want to change the way I talk. I don't want to use the old slang. I don't want to call the old friends. I don't want to present myself in a way that, you know, still kind of fringe. So then, I mean, so, so obviously, you know, you get out of there, you know, you do that for a while. Is that, yeah, so I got out February 23rd of 2018, and I ended up going to rehab for a year and and being willing. Like, I wasn't willing to do any of this prior to this, but I knew with the relationship I had with Jesus, like, that's what it was going to take. Like, I needed further help. I needed further assistance. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't Mike doing it anymore, mm-hmm. and I knew that. Like, I couldn't do this alone. And so I moved to Valdosta, Georgia, went to rehab up there, and um, continued to grow my relationship with the Lord. You've been there for a year? Yeah. Wow. For, well, actually, nine months, um, but took off, man, hit the ground running. Like I found this new life, and I had a total heart change and a total different perspective on how I see things today. Wow. And I knew that God was calling me to like help other people. Like, even then, and I didn't accept that at first. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I still had my own agenda. Like, this is what I was going to do. Go back out there, start another company up. And God had other plans. Yeah. And he circled me back around, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. And so so you get out of there, and then, so, so obviously has been, you know, some slip-ups, mm-hmm. you know, here and there. I mean, but but I think that, you know what 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 you're even saying in in the middle of all of that that even in the middle of the of of the slip ups like God had transformed your life you know you you end up 
relapsing for, you know, whatever reason, what was that like? Uh, it, I was going against everything I knew that was right mm-hmm. when I relapsed. Like I had that check in my spirit. Like when I do something wrong, I know I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. You know? And I was so ashamed of letting people in to know that mm-hmm. that's how I was thinking. You know, I, because of the relationships I built back up, I was so afraid to let let people down. And what was the bait? Like, so you're in there doing well. You'd made a commitment to to be serious. I mean, this is this is like really good stuff. I mean, I'm a chronic relapser. I mean, mm-hmm. ten times. I mean, I had a year and a half one time. I relapsed. Had another time where I was clean for five years and relapsed. So, like, I I get it. So you're so you've you know, made the decision, like, what? what's the, is it a relationship? Is it just some compromises? All of the above. Yeah, relationship, that was the, the <clears throat> one that hit it home for me. The, the small compromises, like thinking that I didn't need to be around mm-hmm. a recovery network, that I could just do a program and be done and start my life and never have to go to a meeting again or yeah. have to talk to these people. And, and really just my self-righteousness, like my arrogant pride, like I got this, you know, I don't need nobody's help. And Man, you broke both, yeah. bro. <laughs> so that took it home. But then the relationship, like that, 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 that sent it home. Yeah. Yep, that sent it home. Yep. And it almost cost me my life. Yeah. But the good thing is, man, you've, you know, decided to turn back into it. You didn't get defeated. Um, you know, I, I know ever since I've known you that you turned in this thing, that you were tenacious, that you were willing to do whatever it took to be able to, to accomplish what, what God had for you. And, um, and, and there's something to, to say about that, you know, of just, just saying, hey, maybe I messed up along the way and I, I didn't really anticipate, you know, falling on my face, but I'm not going to let that define me. I'm going to receive God's grace. I'm going to receive His mercy, and then I'm going to lay hold of everything that God has that God has for me. And now I see you full of confidence. I see you helping other men in the program. I mean, even I think it was last night that you were sharing your story at a meeting. I mean, just, you know, helping people. So what is, you know, talk to me. If somebody else is listening to this right now, you know, somebody that is on the fence or, you know, they're early on in recovery, you know, what, what is, you know, you choosing to be selfless? Like, what has that done for, for your recovery and your spiritual journey? It's created a life, man, that I knew I should have. You know, and if you're on the fence, you got to come to that point to where you're able to put one foot in front of the other and walk this thing out. Like, it's, it's laid out and framed out. Um, for you to have a bright future and a relationship with Jesus and to have your heart's desire, like Psalms 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. That's right. And I believe that. Yeah. But I don't, it, for me, again, like coming from a very um, involved member of the community, like having a business, um, don't let that deter you from getting the help you need. Mm. Like there are people here, we're here with open arms to to help you follow that process and to walk it through. That's so good, man. T- talk to me about family a little bit. You know, I mean, I, I I've you know had the chance to be able to meet your mom, and I've seen your support network on on Facebook. I mean, what what did family look like? You know, during some of your darker times. 
When I let them in, you know, <laughs> that yeah. was really hard. But uh, when I let them in, they were there with open arms every step of the way. But see, in my head, I had it like they were going to totally reject me and totally judge me. And, and that wasn't the case. Like, if we get out of our heads, like, when I get out of my head, it's always good. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be some consequences. There might be some, you know, stipulations. But it is always in the best interest of Michael. Mm-hmm. Always. So, yeah, very supportive. Have a loving mother, family, brothers, sisters, my network of, of people. They've been riding this thing out with me for the last five years. So, it's good. Yeah. So, the, the sister that I that I know, she 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 never knew the life that that you knew, right? No, no. I'm I'm the only one <laughs> in my family that's kind of wild, you know. I think I saw something the other day where she posted that if she got arrested, what would it be for? And you said trespassing on the grass at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I know, I mean, family and, and uh, you know, there was a little substance abuse in my family, but as a whole, I mean, it's just they, they didn't, you know, I, I was definitely the, the black sheep for sure. But, you know, God's grace and he uses these things, he redeems it all. Amen. And what seems like our biggest mistakes that he flips that around and then uses that so that we can go back and, and show people the way out. But I really, really appreciate you taking the time to, to share your story with us. Anytime, Trey. Anytime. We'll do it again. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to serve you. If you or someone in your family is struggling with addiction, please give us a call. It's 770-570-7422.